Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Jay, I'm your host, Jatan Woods. Thanks for listening. We've received a lot of feedback about our two-part show on the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries, and one thing was very clear. People in general still do not understand the many aspects of sexual abuse. In this episode, I have the honor of speaking to an expert on the subject, Dr. Mary Ann Akers, who for many years counseled sexual assault victims. I want to discuss the issue from kind of three vantage points. First, the victims. I want to discuss how someone can be susceptible to a predator like R. Kelly. Next, kind of what makes a predator, because there's lots of uh, myths that aren't true about that. And lastly, what culpability do we as the public have when it comes to predators, and especially those who also happen to be famous? I think it's important to be able to recognize this potential danger. We also need to be able to understand so we can better support victims. And we need to be able to make educated decisions on how we react when these predators are exposed. This is an issue that affects every race and socioeconomic group. So welcome to Dr. Akers, and let's get into it. now. How Let's get into it. <laughs> how aware are you of the whole R&B singer R. Kelly drama? I'm not aware of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not a news... I'm trying not to be a news follower, well, I'm, I'm out. I'm in Arizona to be um, mellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you like a short, okay. abbreviated version. R. Okay. Kelly is a, a super famous R&B singer, multi Grammy award winner. Um, in addition to being extremely success, successful himself, he's also written and produced for a lot of other megastars. So in the world of R&B and music, he's been huge, probably one of the biggest R&B singers for the past two decades. And he has always had this, uh, I don't know if I want to call it predilection, but for young women. And there was an R&B singer back in the early 90s named Aaliyah, who he married her when she was 15 and he was 27. And that was back in the 90s. So from that point, and that was very public, everyone knew about it but kind of did nothing. Fast forward to about the year 2002, he was indicted and charged for multiple counts of um, child, uh, like he was videotaping sex with uh, this person that was alleged to have been 14 at the time where he did awful things like peeing on her and so forth. So he managed to wrangle and wiggle his way out of that legal trouble and be found not guilty. And fast forward to present day, he is still allegedly perpetrating on young women and is said to have like kind of like this sex cult where he has all these women that like live with him. And it seems as if they're not there by physical force, 
but they're all like living in this house and he cuts them off from their family and so forth. So that's where we are today. So that's kind of why he's been like the example and okay. of the Me Too movement and him being exposed more recently. So that's the deal with him. So okay. upon and there was a documentary series, a six part that was recently on Lifetime specifically about him and his alleged victims. And it's just left a lot of questions out there. Like people do not understand how someone can be susceptible to this. Like everyone thinks once you realize what you're there for and what he's going to have you do, why don't these girls and women, because some of the alleged victims have not been teenagers, but have been women in their thirties. So why don't these people leave and people don't understand that and because they don't leave then people seem to think that that doesn't make them victims but they are mm-hmm. so what Maybe makes we've... so what makes okay. let's start with the teenage girls what could make a teenage girl be susceptible now for him he's rich and famous and has money so you can kind of understand it more but these predators are everywhere they're at our places of employment they're in our church they're in our neighborhood so it's not just an issue with famous men no no, no, it it. I don't think famous 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 men are are easy targets, and famous women. We have to go like it or not. We have to go there. Um, Good. They don't get yeah. the press, but I I think we have to be very careful um, to not be completely gender discriminatory here. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think they're easy targets because they they are famous. Mm-hmm. Um, Famous preachers, famous actors, famous mm-hmm. this, famous that. Any famous is going to immediately be um, in in the news. They're not the only ones, of course. Right. But, but they're, they're the high-profile pro, people that most people, not me, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> most people are, are wildly aware of, and that's where the big collective gas comes in. As you were talking, I was thinking um, about back in the day kind of stuff, which dates me, but it's still pertinent today. Um, We have the uh, Sonny Cher dynamic. We have the Tina Turner, Bobby Brown. Ike Turner. Dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Sorry. Um, Ike Turner. Thing. And you're talking about the mansion. Um, how about good old Hugh Hefner? Yes, which people don't seem to recognize as being an issue, but that's a perfect example. Well, you know, yeah, I think so too. And, and Mr. Hefner was able to uh, continue his activities. He was brilliant in the founding of Playboy. I'm not saying Playboy was the greatest thing ever, mm-hmm. but it was... It was um, it was the time for that to happen, and and Hugh Hefner tapped tapped into it and turned it into a colossal empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, back to your question about teenagers. Sorry, I just my <laughs> I collect the, my brain here um, when you when you said how could someone be drawn to a sexual predator? I wasn't I wasn't sure where. Our conversation was going to go, but as a teenager, um, a, I think hormones are rampant, absolutely rampant. So it, it doesn't take a whole lot 
to um, be attracted to, here we have it, a, a, a bad boy or a bad girl image. Yeah, I can understand that. Even when thinking about myself and being honest about who I was sexually at like 15, 16, being very curious. And uh, I would have been totally open to something like that if if I'm being uh, perfectly honest, because I was just a raging hormone. Absolutely. Not to mention curious. Mm -hmm. Not to mention... um, at, 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 at teenagers, they're, they're, they are awakening to the powers of sex and sensuality, sexuality and sensuality. And it's like, oh, what can I get away with? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Um, and they don't have that developed <clears throat> brain to be able to make uh, the best decisions. No, usually not. Usually not. Um, especially... Gosh darn it, Chaton. I, I want to say especially today, but then when I, I think back through generations and millennium, um, the older people were older, always saying, yeah, especially today, they're really worse. I don't know that they're really worse. I think they're just <laughs> more, more, out in, more out in the open. Um, yeah. Again, back to the social media thing, way back uh, out in the open. And I think it's hard for kids, teens, to to differentiate between creepy behavior, mm-hmm. just just a creepy behavior, and um, um, sociopathic, antisocially. Now we would say antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. um, but creepy behavior and sexual predator. They're, most people don't carry a little checklist. Yeah. Say, hmm, <laughs> uh, let's let's decide what this is. They're just they're just going to go with what they're attracted to. Yeah, I was going to say, especially when the package is attractive, when it's coming in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And usually, whether it be in the area of sexual assault or the area of um, even domestic violence. How many times have you heard in your own work from from people? I never thought he 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 was always wonderful, a pillar of the community, yeah, Doctor, perfect gentleman, judge, mm-hmm. minister, pastor. Yeah, what a gentle teacher! Um, what a gentleman, always there to help. Blah 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 blah. And I think that's part of the persona. Um, that, that predators or slash sociopaths, if you want, sorry, antisocial personality people, um, <laughs> are into. They, even as teens, they're often just charming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the kid that comes over and shovels your walk. Um, not to offend every kid that shovels their walk because they're <laughs> nice. But I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mean... I don't mean to be labeling that way, but they are, they are socially skilled. They're very socially skilled as kids, usually. Yeah, they're very slick um, and manipulative. Yes, yes, they're very charming. Um, they, however, they don't have much of a sense of guilt. Um, we, we could possibly see this in, in the names that you are naming 
in the political arena. Absolutely. And <laughs> I'm gliding right through that. And, and they, they have very little social consci- consciousness. And it, that's, this is what's supposed to be developing. Well, as teens, it's not developing. And as grown-ups, it's, it's virtually absent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but go all ahead. that is under the charmingness. So who wouldn't want to be? They're the popular kids. No, they're 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 usually the popular kids. They may be the cheerleaders. They may be the football players. They're they're usually not the kids that are um, holed up every weekend working on their SAT scores, or um, you know helping their grandma out. Usually not those kids, but they are the popular kids more often. Mm-hmm. And why, why is that? What is it about that antisocial brain? How does that get developed? Is it some sort of defect? Is it how they were raised? Because, you know, the myth is that everyone that has been perpetrated on goes on to offend against others, which, of course, we from our work know that that is not true. No. Um in the case of R. Kelly, they're trying to excuse his behavior, saying, oh, well, he has said that he was um, sexually assaulted as a child by a female and male relative, and therefore that's why he's doing what he's doing. So how are these antisocial people developed? That's, a, that's one of the monster $64,000 question, and the answer is probably a little bit of all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Um, so many perpetrators do pull the "I was abused myself" card. We 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 hear that all the time. Oh, I was abused too. Um, and and okay, they you still have a choice mm-hmm. of what you are going to do as a human being. It's like um, people that say, "Oh, um, nobody in my family ever went to school. I can't do it." Well, how about the zillions of people that say? I'm the first one in my family to go to school, and I'm I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 all about the choices. Um, so I, I you can't you can't just say because so and so was sexually abused, uh, he, he or she did this. That's that is not a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. That's a you're making a choice card. And it wasn't a good choice, right? This is this is all this is my personal opinion. There is, um, depending on what you read, there's about it. There's enough empirical evidence on either side of the scale. And the older I get, the more I realize you can find arguments for either side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come down on the side of it's a choice, right? Whether you are going to whether you are going to emulate the bad behavior that you saw and experienced, or you're going to say, oh, no, 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 I am never, ever going to do that to someone else. But, but there, yeah, there's, there's the air of attractiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just people like to be around, many people like to be around other people they perceive to be popular and attractive. It's, it's, it's magnetic. You know, think, think about the people. Think about the people that are in the news. They are, in their own way, very magnetic. Mm-hmm. 
and and millions of people are drawn to them. Yes, millions of people are not. Either side of the coin. I, I wish I could. I wish there was just one easy peasy answer, Jatan. Yeah, but um, as to what did it? There's all, there's the argument about nurture and and nature. Mm-hmm. You know, do you said do, do some people just come that way? I, you know, I I want to say that we become flawed when we're here, but you know, after after we're born on this plane. Mm-hmm. But I. But then there's those those people because I in my mind there's this one particular person. Um, that I know that I've known this person since birth and from a child into adulthood, I don't want to say that this person was like evil, but there was just like darkness there. And the, the, yeah. the quote unquote bad behaviors began so early on, like yeah. almost immediately from the time this individual could walk and talk, you could see that, there were behavioral yes. issues. And then as an adult, now this person has been in and out of jail. And it's like, yeah, it just makes you wonder how much of it is innate with some people. I, I do. I'm thinking of someone that I'm, I'm, I met a child, a three-year-old child that I met in the 90s. Um, this child had um, a regular old mom, um, a couple of siblings. Mom was pregnant. Um, and this was just the most beautiful, blue-eyed, dark-haired child ever. And one minute, this this little boy was just, he, he was just the coolest little kid. And the next minute, in the blink of an eye, it was like, it was like a ripple kind of went across his face, and he would grab a knife and, and try to stab his mom. Wow, at Just three. That oh. fast, at three, at three. And I had said to the mom, has, has, he, has he always flipped back and forth like this? She said, yes, he has. One minute he would be just the most calm, beautiful baby ever. And the next minute she said, we didn't know who he was. So, yes, I do believe that sometimes people come are born with a flaw um, somewhere in their in their makeup, whether it be genetic, whether it be chemical, whether it be what I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. That's one of the big questions. But yes, there are occasionally people who are just they come in here flawed. They're born flawed. Can they change? And I, you know what, Jatan? I don't know. I've never had the. I've never taken the time to follow the research on this. I think it would take, for something that is inborn, it would, if you were going to change, I mean, do a, do a true change, you're, you're, you're almost asking to flip the DNA switch. Yeah. Um, I, because I so many of them seem to not really sincerely feel that there's any problem with their predilections. And I don't, do you know who, um, Ian Levanzant is? No. She's like a, um, 
She has oh. a show on OWN, and she's yeah. like a self-help guru. Yeah. Well, she yeah. was asked, yeah. asked recently in an interview, because she has this show, Fix My Life, and the person that was interviewing her said, uh, well, have you thought about working with R. Kelly? And she said that actually, since the documentary had came out, someone from his camp had contacted her about working with him to try to see if she could help him. And she said that upon having a discussion with him, she was like, he's just not ready. He just absolutely is not in any position to acknowledge that he's done anything wrong. It's all denial or justification. Yeah. That's kind of what made me think about that. Can these people like change? Cause so many of them just feel like that there's nothing wrong with what they've done, especially Um, when it's been a repeated thing and it's just been a decades long thing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I am so in the camp of anyone can change. (laughs) Anyone can be helped. Anyone can change that really wants to. Yeah. However, what we what we do know empirically is that sex offenders, sexual predators, sex offenders have pretty close, like ninety nine point what seven eight percent recidivism rate. Yes. Uh, they. And I, I do believe it is because there is this lack of social conscience. It just, it's just not there. And, and then that comes back to the antisocial personality disorder. Um, they, they just, what, what's the word? Um, privilege. It's like there's a sense of privilege that I should be able to do this because I want it. Um, because I deserve it, um, and because probably my victim really wants me. Yes. You know, they may be saying no, no, but I know they want me. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, just, there's a disconnect. There's just a, a horrific disconnect. And you, can, you can't, you, <laughs> she's right, you can't, um, you can't pull them any faster than they want to go, and most of them don't want to go. Yeah. Because they see no point in changing. If you're already perfect, why are you going to change? And don't you feel that our rape culture kind of almost nurtures that mindset of, you know, what society says about sexuality and how women are devalued and all these things? And that, to me, seems like it would just feed somebody with this, with these disorders. I think it absolutely can. I, I, I do believe it can. Um, uh, flip side of the coin, yet again. Um, I, I think there are many, um, many families that try so hard. To, to give their daughters a sense of um, meaningfulness, a sense of self-esteem, a sense, a sense of everything it means to be a woman. But they, they, they walk out the door and suddenly it's like they're, they're being hit on all sides mm-hmm. with, with information that's not the same as what they're hearing at home. Um, <laughs> my, 
I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, not because it's a funny thing, but I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my own kids who, uh, I'm a pretty positive person, and I, I believed in telling my kids when they did something really wonderful, and that included just breathing, um, which, which set them up, and I, I never thought about it, but it set them up in, in their outside life to expect to be told that they did a good job. And, and they, were, they were shocked. They were absolutely shocked when the world in general didn't tell them that they were just terrific. Of course they were <laughs> terrific. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same. They, they hit the real world. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't quite the same. And, you know, they've had to work really hard to, to, to recognize on the inside how cool and fabulous they are. Mm-hmm. So um, just, just because the world is not the world is different than the inside of your house. Yeah, absolutely it is. And for the ones that don't have wonderful moms that put that positivity in their children, and then you compound that with the world that's kind of crazy, yes. you can see the problems for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's what, it's, excuse me. Going back to these victims a little bit, okay. help me understand how someone could be kind of held captive in a situation like that. I think that's that's something that people have a hard time wrapping their minds around because it's like if you're not being held at gunpoint, not being tied down, locked in a room, then why don't you just leave? And you could think of that situation with domestic violence as well as sexual abuse. Sure. Why do people like stay? Did you um, you ever see that the, the movie about the little, the child and the young woman that were in a teeny tiny shed and all they could see was um, a little bit of blue sky. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's all this, this little boy who was born in the shed knew. If you don't know there's more, oftentimes you're going to settle for your little piece of blue sky. Mm-hmm. If, if, if your sense of self-esteem is, is low, and you think that you are going to be um, loved by whoever this person is, um, you also are thinking, well, he must love me, or she must love me. They want me. And they're equating sexuality and sensuality with security, with love. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, if, 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 if I give it this, this good thing will happen to me. I think that's a part of it. <clears throat> I think a part of it is security. You know, if I stay, all I have to do is put out a couple of times a day. If I stay, I don't have to worry about a regular job. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to be out on the street. I have all the clothes I want. I have this, I have that. And, and it can be very attractive until it's not. And it becomes not attractive. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes stuff, this goes back to the outside world, oftentimes stuff is enormously attractive. We're going we're gonna to dangle the shiny object. Yeah. And more than not, somebody's going to grab for it. Yeah. Um, I think there's also a camaraderie in the group experience. 
mm-hmm. like like you're talking about the the group in the mansion. Um, there, it's it's that we're all in it together, kind of thing. And if you've never had a social group that accepted you, this is going to seem really good, even if everybody's a mess. Yeah, it means you're not the only mess. Yeah, it's like we're all in it together. Yeah, we are all in it together, and it you know it's not so bad because we have three squares a day. Um, we're we're deemed attractive. We we get the shiny objects. We're not going to leave. It doesn't mean we enjoy the sex. It doesn't mean we think this this person is the be all end all. But sometimes it's a comfortable place to be for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that can be another reason. I'm not saying it's a good reason. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that can be one of the reasons. Wow. That fear. Mm-hmm. You know, people can be just terrified of the outside. Yeah, and fearful of judgment once they leave, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've seen that in the news um, more often than I would choose to like. Yeah. Is, 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 the, is the victim blaming? Is the, why did you stay? Why didn't, why didn't you yell less? Why didn't you yell louder? Or now with, um, with a lot that's coming out with the Me Too movement and the people that feel that now they have a voice to talk about yes. things that happen. Well, that happened three or four decades ago. Why are you just now mentioning it? And a lot yes. of people feel that way. Yeah. Like, why talk about it now? Why didn't you say something then? Because nobody was listening. Yeah. Because nobody was asking. asking, And because nobody seemed to want to hear. You know, what, what are they going to do about it? So, that comes into the question yeah. of, of the back in the day stuff. And what were you going to do about it? Yeah. Well, that that into a big well. Yeah, like, what, well, was the, like, what was the culture then, especially when you're talking about uh, crimes that happened 50s, 60s, 70s, when women really didn't have a voice anywhere, Absolutely. at home, in the workplace, you name it. You yeah. were kind of seen and not heard, and you wouldn't yeah. have been supported, even if you'd gone to the police many times. No. Heck no. Heck no. Not at all. You know, the, the founding mothers of, of this country, there were some pretty strong women um, <laughs> in, in that mix, <clears throat> but they were the exceptions. Yes. They were absolutely the exceptions. Um, the, the people, the women, not just the founding moms, but the advocates that did so much for our country and our culture. They were strong. They were verbal. They were thrown in jail time and time again. They were abused. Um, they were mocked. But they were, they were strong enough to handle that. However, there's only a handful of them. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, it takes us a while longer to uh, get on that, that wagon. So I... I, I we, shoot, uh, we don't want to think that um, we're helpless. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes we, we truly are. You know, sometimes there are in mansions big dogs at the door, and it's hard to pull it open. 
Yeah. Now let's talk about, we've kind of talked about this from the aspect of the the victim and, and even the perpetrator, but what culpability, if any, does the general public have when it comes to these these situations? Because people get divided very quickly about can you still support the artist art can you support you know like the man or the woman from this art form whatever that they've created like in an R. Kelly situation you know the big argument is should we still be listening to his music knowing who he is and what he is can you compartmentalize or should you and that's a tough one because and and even thinking about this interview um I've been a radio personality for almost 30 years, and the very first radio station I worked at was an urban station, and that was like at the very beginning of R. Kelly's career, and I remember hearing about him marrying the girl at 15 and still supported him after. I remember thinking, oh, that's that's kind of creepy. And I remember having this conversation with someone like, well, how old is he? And when I realized that he was 27 and she was 15, I was like, ah, that's sketchy. But even still, I went on to promote his music. Um, I've been to, I think, three of his concerts. None recently, but like back then, I met him. And it's like, I, I did compartmentalize it like ooh, there's something kind of gross there but his music is so phenomenal and I think yeah pretty much everybody else did the same thing it's <clears> like we <throat> were able to dismiss the behavior because of the art yeah and that's kind of sick yeah. and it's like how do we undo that or where should we stand with that because you're it's like we've supported judgment <laughs> yeah it's like but I, we've supported it yeah 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 Indirectly, indirectly you did. And isn't it interesting that in the arts, there do seem to be um, a, a lot of predators. I'm, I'm sure that there are predators everywhere, but again, high-profile people in the arts of, of one form or another. Mm-hmm. I, 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 boy, Chitana, you're asking me to make a giant social judgment but it's something that we all really have yeah. to think about because even yeah. now, I mean, especially with the black community is really divided on like, do you listen to his music or not? And some people that are close to me were like, heck yeah, I'm going to still listen to his music. You know, if his yeah. music comes on at the wedding, I'm going to be out there dancing or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. but that is continuing to support someone like that. And in him knowing this and that he has this huge fan base, just once again, using him as an example because they're everywhere. Sure. But it's like, it's like you are encouraging it because he's like, they still love me (laughs) regardless. So, yeah. And then they twist that in their mind to think, well, then that tells me that once again, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing because all these people love me anyway, despite my faults. Yes, well, if if this person does indeed consider this to be a fault. Yeah, which they which, don't. <laughs> which they, they probably do not. Um, it, I, 
let me say, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the music, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that, but I'm, I'm not. However, from what you have said about this person, I would choose to not support him because my supporting him supports his lifestyle that supports the rest of what he is purported Absolutely. to be doing. <laughs> We're enriching and, and, him to be able to do it. Yes, yes, and I... I really don't want to um, pay for that. If I'm going to pay for somebody, if I'm going to go to a concert, it's going to be somebody that I think is fab just as a general human being, not somebody who is going to um, downplay women. We, we don't deserve that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. So I personally know I, I would not. Um, but I, 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 I hate to judge the rest of the world. Yeah. Say you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. it's tough because as we become more and more aware of people that have been accused of these horrible things, like the actor Kevin Spacey, amazing, phenomenal actor that's put out, you know, some great work. Yes. And it's the same thing. Do you still watch yes. House of Cards or any of the phenomenal movies that he's been in? So, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, you, I, it's, it's like any societal or cultural change. It's going to take a lot to have people be willing to give up um, their entertainment to, to make a stand. Yeah. But that, that's what it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to. It will have to, because no, nothing changes until something changes. Now, is it that deep? But, <laughs> <laughs> but there has to be some yeah. kind of change in order for the groundswell yeah. to um, really begin to move things around. And I think we are seeing the beginning of that, and we may not see the fruit of that or the real changes for decades to come. Like, Like, at this point... It's going to begin with our kids moving forward and now kids yeah. being more aware of things like sexual abuse and thanks to the Me Too movement and Time's Up and things yeah. like that that make it okay for people to talk about it and to be open about it. And I think that yeah. that turns into those teachable moments for our youth. And it's like we adults sometimes are stuck in our ways, but the hope is that young people now will see that these things are not okay and that we'll see decades from now in the future that things will change. But it's going to take a lot of undoing of this rape culture that's just so ingrained in everything. It is. It is. And that kind of, none, none of that change comes fast. No. It, it, it involves a sacrifice somewhere. Yeah. And... um it's like saying to, here we go, it's like saying to the people that are going to watch the Super Bowl, oh, you're going to watch the Super Bowl? So-and-so um, was uh, suspected, strongly suspected of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Are you going to support that or are you going to watch the Super Bowl? There's a can of worms yeah. for you. <laughs> um, that, Yeah. And those are the kind of choices that we're asking people to make. What? 
pass up the Super Bowl? Come on now, because I don't support domestic violence. Oh, man, that's going to be a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, like yeah. I said, it's just going to take time yes. for those changes yes, to come. Is. Well, thank you yes. so much for sharing with us in this episode. And, and uh, I know my eyes have been opened on some things and I've been able to better understand having had this discussion. And I hope that our listeners have, too. So thank you for joining me once again for this podcast all the way from the sunny state of Arizona, because since the last time you've been on the show, you've relocated and started yes. over across yes. the country, and hopefully you are yes. loving it. And on a day like yes. today where it's like probably 10 degrees here in Illinois, <laughs> I'm truly jealous. <laughs> I, I'm just telling, I try very hard not to talk about the weather. I don't like it when people hate me. <laughs> so, even even if it is like 78 on the patio um, <laughs> and I'm looking at my grapefruit tree but, but yes yes um, it is lovely here it was a good change yes and you and, are truly um, deserving and you are so missed thank you Thank you. I miss you all, too. I really, really do. But thankfully, we all can right. still Thank talk you. to you and even have you on the show and to still be able to talk to you privately and have you as a friend is even more of a blessing. So thank you so hey. much. Oh, thank you, Jatan. I'll look for you here. I will be visiting. That's on my uh, near-to-do bucket list. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, boy. Absolutely. And for all, right, all of you listeners... You can join our conversation by sharing a comment on our Facebook page or on the website, gethappywithjay.com. If you like what you've heard, please consider rating and subscribing. You can always find this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, you can catch up on all episodes on the website. So until next time, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Bye-bye, Dr. Marianne. Bye-bye, Jatan. Stay warm. I'll try. <laughs>